Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, Morgan Colby and Rick Lemon. What's poppin', Fantasy Champions? Rick uh, literally didn't put his microphone on. I mean, not, not his microphone, his headset on until, like, pre-show. And now it's, like, stuck underneath my feet. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's under your chair. Uh, what's poppin', friends? My name's Morgan Goldie. I got Rick Lemon with me, as always. What's going on? We're back. We're back at you for another week of content. I believe if we, uh, if we, if we peg this right, I'm going to open up my trusty calendar on my MacBook. We have... Uh-oh. When's the NFL draft? The 29th. So we have uh, f- about 16 w- days. But yeah, about three weeks. Two about weeks. Three oh, wait, weeks. wait, wait, wait. 15th to the 29th is two weeks, bro. So that's oh, yeah, yeah. You're 15 right. days. Uh, anyway, so we're very close to the NFL draft. Uh, and this week we're going to do a rookie mock draft, not on this episode. We're going to do a mush draft wide receivers on this episode. But we got a mock draft. Then next week we're going to talk uh, more about rookies, I believe, and then rookies, rookies, rookies until the end of the century. It's just that time. Of probably, the year. probably through May. <laughs> I have Maybe. like I have like four hundred like draft analysis shows planned in my head. Really? Yeah. So I, I guess know, that's what I'm, we're going to be I'm doing. I'm kind now. of excited. So anyway, um, as we prepare for the NFL draft, we're going to give you some must draft second year wide receivers, like we did the second year running backs. So we're going to go through a bunch of wide receivers. I feel like this list is going to be a little bit more. There's going to be guys in this list that aren't must drafts. And there are going to be guys in this list that are sleepers next year that could be really good, could be really bad. A couple of sleepers, I think. That um, but might. Go ahead. But that aren't guys are that are going to be uh, must drafts, but are guys that we're going to recommend. Yeah, you, yeah you can that's essentially what I was going to say. Yeah. I mean, there's a few guys that probably won't be must drafts, but might be like, oh, keep an eye on them. You can pick them up in the late rounds. Some of them are going to be like late, late round picks, but yeah. Anyway. So wired. we'll do that before we jump into that. Check out our website, fanschampions.com. Follow us on any social media platforms. Type our name, the FF champs in, and you should be good to find us. Um, and then uh, if you're listening on any podcasting platform, subscribe, leave a review, share it with your friends. If you're watching on YouTube, hit the sub button, smash it. We're almost at 250. So if we're at 250, by the time this show uh, launches, then congratulations to us. I was like, I was like, I didn't have an applause thing, and I looked down. I'm like, oh, I have an applause button. <laughs> yeah, if uh, we're anyway. at 250, though, just uh, let's try to get to 300. Yeah, yeah, 300 is the the next goal. So, uh, subscribe, click the bell for notifications, like and comment down below. Uh, any do questions? It, subscribe. You yep, we know you watch. Come Easy on. money. So let's jump into our second year wide receivers. This is going to be an in depth breakdown. We have 16 wide receivers. We probably won't. We will not talk about all of them. But there's some guys that I find uh, very interesting in here, and we're going to start off with probably my, my favorite wide receiver from the last class Okay, uh, was, was C.D. Lamb, and uh, C.D. Lamb was a stud. He was a stud this year, but yeah. it was it went under the radar, and um, and also he didn't have Dak for 90% of the season. So um, I did want to go through the weeks one through six, which you already have queued up in I terms do. of yeah, uh, statistics for the whole season. That. So why don't you go through that, and I'll go through what he had for fantasy numbers in those first six weeks. Um, you know, C.D. Lamb was a beast last year. Uh, there's a lot of people who look at the overall year, look at his total drops, and say, yeah, he was good, but he wasn't great, wasn't mm-hmm. what I wanted him to be. With Dak, in those first six weeks, actually – it was first five weeks, so I have to fix that. 
because Dak did not play. Should I fix it on the um, or what? <laughs> in the first five weeks, because Dak got injured in the game against the Giants. Was it the Giants, or did he get injured the week before that? No idea. Just continue. We probably should six. have done that beforehand. It was. <laughs> let's assume it was the Giants Dak game. Dak broke his leg week five or six. <laughs> I think it was the Giants game, but I'm not sure. So let's okay. assume it's the Giants game. Um, prorated his first five weeks. Yeah, he had... 120. If you prorated it through a 16 game season, he would have had 128 targets, 93 receptions, 1,386 yards, and six receiving touchdowns. That is a monster season. I mean, as an yeah. NFL rookie, as a rookie in the NFL, it's yeah. insane. Um, he was clearly early on the second guy, at least behind Cooper, which a lot of people um, that's kind of intriguing because a lot of people, including myself thought it was going to be Michael Gallup. Who yeah. Kind of he disappeared was into the distance right away. He was ahead of Michael Gallup on the depth chart. Um, and Dak clearly favored him over Michael Gallup. Mm-hmm. I think this year that's only going to improve. It's his second year in the league. Mm-hmm. So second year in that offense. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be him and Cooper neck and neck. And to be honest with you, I think there's a chance CeeDee Lamb could even get more targets than Amari Cooper. It's a hot take. I know. But I'm a huge, I'm a big CeeDee Lamb guy and not <clears throat> as big with Amari Cooper. So Yeah. And I just think um Amari Cooper's contract too, I, I does it um end in next year, I believe. I, I, uh, Unless they, they, I think they resigned him to a I'm going to look that up cuz I remember seeing something with his contract situation. But either way, I think it's going to be at least close between those two. Like, I think it's going to be neck and neck with those guys in that offense and an offense that throws the ball yeah. a gazillion times. The, the only, uh, I guess for me, the only, and we got to get to the question at hand, uh, which is, is he a must draft? But the only thing that I have a big concern with CD lamb is that Amari Cooper, he has this big contract five year, a hundred million. Is that what it says? Um, yes, but uh, can he terminate in uh, 2022? Is that? No, it's potential says... out in 2022. Okay. All right. So anyway, with, with Amari Cooper and his contract situation, I would think in, in the fact that I he, think Dak he is, is more comfortable for a while, but yeah. with him in the red zone. Um, I would, I would suggest that Amari Cooper is going to get more red zone targets than CU Lamb. Yes. Which would limit his opportunity. Like he scored five touchdowns last year. So mm-hmm. I think there's a chance he scores, you know, six, seven, eight he touchdowns, did, which is which is good enough for for what you need for fantasy. He did drop. Like, I remember one wide open touchdown when Andy Dalton was the quarterback. So <laughs> way to go! But, like like DK Metcalf off the helmet drop. Yeah, it was a bad. It was a bad one. <laughs> Everyone will talk about Ceedee Lamb dropping passes, and then they forget about DK Metcalf because he chased down a wide receiver on an interception. I mean, a cornerback on an interception. Uh, but anyway, yeah, for C.D. Lamb right now, his ADP is 412, which is a fourth-round pick. Now, that is spicy high, uh, at least for me right now. That's in a 12-team. Who, C.D. Lamb? That's 12-team non-PPR. Let's go to PPR and just straighten this out. C.D. Lamb is 411, so it's kind of the same spot. Ahead of Robert Woods. Yeah. Interesting. So he's he's very, very, very high at this point. Um. He had last year number thirty-five in the league, eleven red zone targets, caught five of them. Um, probably one of those was a drop, <laughs> i.e. Rick's yeah. statement. He averaged thirty uh, thirteen uh, fantasy points per game in PPR and had six total touchdowns. Um, he, I believe, he had one uh, rushing touchdown. Is that right? Um, I think so. Yeah. His true catch rate was eighty-five. 
percent. So there's, and it was sixty-seven point nine percent with Andy Dalton as a garbage can quarterback for most of the year. Seventy-nine uh, percent of his targets were catchable on his eighty-seven targets. Now, here's the big thing for C.D. Lamb. That's kind of exciting. You said what was his paced numbers? Well, one hundred and twenty-eight um, targets. Yep, which is pretty good. That's that's good numbers. If you take his 66-67% catch rate, which will most likely happen next year, right? And uh you say he gets 125 targets in that offense, which is, you know, that's that that's a that's a very uh easy number to reach for him, I think, in that offense where they they throw it a million times. Again, as a rookie, he was paced out. So if he if he catches 66% of his passes again, he's at 82 catches on the season. You multiply that by his 12 yards per reception, he gets 990 yards. He scores six or seven touchdowns. He's right up there in the mid to high end wide receiver two conversation. Yep. Um, and so the, the question is, is he valuable enough in that fourth round, you know, where if he ends up being a wide receiver two, are you going to be like, oh my God, I just completely got shot in the face and I'm not doing good anymore. Or are you going to feel, uh, are you going to feel good about him finishing as a high end wide receiver two? No, I'd feel fine about it. I don't know if he's going to end up in the fourth round. That still feels high to me. Um, and I think once some hype for some other guys kicks in, it might. So he's going bring as a wide down. receiver, eighteen. So I, I, he'll easily that's, outplay that. I think that's yeah. I mean, well, I don't know about easily. I think it, I think he will because I'm so high on Ceedee Lamb. But yeah. I mean, the Mari Cooper is still there. And as much as I just talked up Ceedee yeah. Lamb and saying that he's going to be about even, in my opinion, yeah, the Mari right, Cooper. Right. Chances are Amari Cooper might get a little more work than him, but it'll be close in my opinion. And I, think, I could see C.D. Lamb, yeah, reaching Amari Cooper's level, but he's still fair, there. It's fair in an offense where they throw the Dak Prescott throws it a million times, yeah, yep. and and the fact that uh, you know you still have Mike McCarthy there who likes to throw the ball six hundred times. Now does it like hurt if a, they? Um, it was like a anomaly last year. It's just how they run their offense. I don't want to stand C.D. Lamb all day, but does it hurt if they draft Cal Pitts? Um, if there's rumors about. I uh, I don't think they're gonna draft Kyle Pitts. I hope not. I don't think Kyle Pitts is gonna be there. To be honest with you, that's well, the they, pick ten. Yeah. What the hell are they doing trading no, up for yeah, Kyle exactly. Pitts? That's I don't understand at all. Uh, I love this comp, Jerry Rice, Lamb <laughs> <laughs> on player profile. That's, that's a little spicy. Insane. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I, I think CeeDee Lamb is is a very good bet to be uh, one of the top receivers in the NFL at least in the next couple of years. Um, yep. He's he's uh he, I think over those six weeks that you were just talking about he was the wide receiver in eleven, um over the the six weeks yeah jeez oh, in half PPR he had eighty one fantasy points and he was the wide receiver eleven so I think you know this guy could easily he's it, gonna be a top fifteen fantasy yeah easily be and like you said what was his catch rate over the course of those six games that you had there Oh, flip now I gotta do it again yeah, sorry oh and your computer froze you want me to do it. <laughs> I can easily do it <laughs> yeah, myself. You can do it. I, it's so funny because I just made you do it when I could I could have done it. Uh so anyway, yeah, the, over those first six weeks, like I was saying, he started all those it was games. Five weeks, bro. And um I Whatever, I, it I, I just based it off the six weeks. Seventy percent catch rate. So I mean if the if the guy gets hundred and thirty six targets by the and a hundred catches, I, I'm okay with that. You added the extra week and in that extra week he had Andy Dalton had a sixty three percent catch rate, so it's probably actually higher than seventy percent with Dak. All right, let's just do it with Dak. Are you sure he got hurt that week? Yes, I think so. Uh, it was seventy-two okay. a deck. So yeah, check that it. was that's higher, a little bit higher. Wow. Okay, I'm excited about seeing him. <laughs> yeah, dude. just a little bit. I've been excited. Uh, must draft. Must draft. Yeah, must draft. I I agree. 
So uh, put them on your must draft list, my friends. Even if it was a little high, a little high for for me, but I think he's good. Justin Jefferson is a interesting player. Uh, as we jump into him, uh, he he is. A, Dak did get hurt that week. Week six or five? Week five. Okay, it's the Giants. So. Justin Jefferson had probably one of the uh, best rookie seasons in fantasy football that uh, we have ever Maybe seen. Maybe the best. Um, he finished number six through 17 weeks, 230 fantasy points. Um, oh, Julian Edelman just retired from the NFL. It is official. Okay. So the Patriots cut him. and uh, That's what, retired. I mean, that's what Shepard, when they cut him, that's good, essentially what Good career for Jules. Hall of Famer? Should be. I mean, he won mm-hmm. Super Bowl MVP. That's right. a good resume. Anyway, so Justin Jefferson finishing sixth this year. It's it, to me that's that's insane for a rookie. Like I I always preach not to draft rookies, and there's always an outlier every like ten years. <laughs> yep, and this so, is so this happened to be the outlier. And you remember uh, Rick on this podcast? We talked several times about how Justin Jefferson was going to be uh, year one. Year one. Yeah. Oh a, yeah, we a were good huge. fantasy option. And then I still in Dynasty that like the next week. I I remember I recorded a podcast with you. Yeah. Said Justin Jefferson is going to be the best rookie receiver year one. Yeah. Had a chance to draft him in Dynasty. I'm like, you know, but I like I like Judy long term. And you took Judy. And I took Judy. You idiot. Sometimes I. Yeah, it's kind of weird though because um, he was a slot receiver at LSU, mm-hmm. and um, everyone kind of was like, "What the crap are they doing bringing in Justin Jefferson when they have Adam Thielen as a slot receiver already?" I was kind of confused about how that would work out. I was too. Yeah, but the big thing you have to look at with these players in post NFL draft, me and Rick are going to do an analysis on these wide receivers that got drafted in the situations that they're in. Because uh, no one else that they add to their roster, unless Odell or somebody you know that's on the market right now, wide receiver is going to get traded to a team. The wide receivers are going to be pretty much set in stone there, and we'll know if they're the first or the second guy in the office. This is why we didn't we like Ceedee Lamb. We didn't think Ceedee Lamb was going to have an amazing season last year, right? Because he's going to be a third wide receiver, maybe fourth option in the offense. And if that's the case, yeah. you know, uh, you're just talking about uh, having a hard time getting target share and and not having success in fantasy. Now, obviously, he ended up the second guy on the offense, and talent beats out Michael Gallup, I guess. Michael yeah. Gallup was like a second-round pick, too. So Michael Gallup's not a bad player. No, but uh, anyway, so Justin Jefferson ended up being in this offense with uh, basically Adam uh, Thielen and nobody else, and, um, <laughs> and he was just the second guy. So... Uh, he went out, he had 120, I think it was 120 targets last year? 125, 125 targets? yeah. He um, actually had a similar season to what CeeDee Lamb was kind of paced out to be through those yeah, first five years. except weeks. he actually did he it for did the full it. season. Yeah. <laughs> um, he had 1,490 air yards, which was seventh in the NFL, um, which is insane for a rookie. Um, Average 16 points per game. And he did all the, the amazing thing about what uh, Justin Jefferson did is he did all of this with just that hundred and what was one hundred and twenty-five targets, he caught fourteen hundred receiving yards. Yeah. So all of his fantasy points to put him in the top to six were not like what? How many touchdowns did Thielen have last year? I don't think it was a ton. Actually, it might have been because he, he, he was the. Jefferson. I think he was the red zone target. I'll, I'll just yeah, I think it was more than Jefferson. You, you pull it up so I don't. Um, Adam Thielen last year had yeah. Oh gosh, he had fourteen touchdowns. So if Justin Jefferson gets fourteen hundred receiving yards and gets up past ten touchdowns, he could easily be a top five wide receiver. Now, yep. I'll say this because Rick, uh, I want to have time to talk about more receivers than just Justin Jefferson and Jerry Judy. Otherwise, we're, I mean, uh, Justin Jefferson and C.D. Lamb. Uh, but anyway, 
I'll say this. I am concerned that the efficiency that was there last year, the 15, you know, 15.9, 16 yards per reception that he had. Yep. And the 1,400 yards is going to be something that he can repeat next year because of how much they run the football, how little Kirk Cousins throws the football. And it, like, can we, can we say it's a lock that Justin Jefferson gets 125 targets again? Is that like an absolute lock? I think so. Okay. Cause I, now I'm not he saying be... they're going to take targets away from him. I'm just saying they might throw less. <laughs> yeah. No, I, but at, so I think that's possible. But after the year he just had, he's going to be the vocal point of the offense. Focal I think point. at least throwing the ball. Yep. Um, and let's say he gets one fifteen. Yeah. Oh, see, I don't know. Yeah. At that, at that point, yeah, you might be right. I think there's a chance if he gets one twenty five that he might not be as efficient. Mm-hmm. What if he doesn't get sixteen yards a catch? What if he doesn't get to fourteen hundred yards? Now, granted, seven touchdowns, that might go up if. And um, I don't, I don't think Justin Jefferson is going to be a bust either. No, like I, oh, I gosh, I'm t- uh, yeah. yeah, definitely, definitely not. Like I bought him in in uh, every dynasty league I humanly can at this point. So, uh, you know, it, it's one of those things where, like, I look at Justin Jefferson and I see like this massive amount of potential. Mm-hmm. And if he does get 125 targets again, and he increases, what was his catch rate last year? Seventy yep. percent. He sticks. He sticks right around that. Gets the same amount of air yards. I mean, he'll end up being really good. The problem is is there is risk tied with Justin Jefferson. And like we just said, if, if his target share does increase slightly because just purely because the stupid team doesn't like to throw the football nearly ever. Where um, he's going, though. And is... where he's going, 310. So yeah, he's but... going as as like the, I think the 10th or 11th wide receiver off the board. Actually, that might be a little bit lower. Let me count. That is lower. I, I actually, I was expecting him to go second round. So the fact that he currently is going 310, I mean, there's so he's a lot going, of time. going off the board as the 11th wide receiver. A lot of time, but I would gladly take him there. Yeah, I would. I actually I would, too. 310, I'd, I'd be pumped on that. I would be very, very, very excited, especially with my strategy of drafting 400 running backs early. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Uh, must draft, I would yep, say. Must, yeah, absolutely. At this point, he's a must draft. If you, I did the same thing. I'm not going to, last year, see, if you go back and watch last year when I was talking about A.J. Brown and his ability to have this ridiculous yards per reception, I'm not going to use that against Justin Jefferson. So, hell, if he has 150 targets this year, he might be wide receiver two or three. <laughs> oh, gosh. So, yeah. so, I think he's a steal. Like, I, I honestly, you think he's going to go up from there? Before we move on to the next one. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So uh, let's move on to uh, Jerry Judy. A little bit more of a disappointing player. He, you know, it's, uh, you can blame it on, you can blame it on uh, Mr. What the frick is his name? Drew Locke. Mm -hmm. Or you can blame it on Jerry Judy not being good. Or you can blame it on a lot of things. But um, I, I actually think when you look at some of the, like a sample size of, of Jerry Judy's games and you watch them on film, He's got that he has that route running potential in the pro game. Like he oh, did yeah. it wasn't him. Whereas other guys that we're gonna talk about this, it was him not being able there to do it. There is one running. and I'm I'm a big Jerry Judy guy. You know that. But there is one thing that if he doesn't fix, he's going to have issues in the NFL. Um that we'll talk about, but I don't okay. know if you want me to just say it now. I was going to run through his numbers. Yeah, go so ahead. So last year, there, there's a lot to look at for Jerry Judy and, and be impressed, even though he uh, he did not finish that high in fantasy points. 
So remember how we just talked about Justin Jefferson being seventh in air yards? Yep. Jerry Judy was sixth, 1,536 oh, air yards. So if that. you're an air yard junkie, there you go. Um, he had 113 targets, and then uh, I believe he only caught 52 of those. <laughs> Yeah. So he had he had and I want to see the the real the, number that's gonna he's, it's like a sixty two percent catchable target rate. So he only has seventy one catchable targets last year, which is disgusting. Yeah. So that sounds um, like it's on forty forty six percent catch rate. You know what? I'll say this: there's only there's there's only places to go up for Jerry Judy at this point because forty six percent is awful. His true catch rate seventy three percent. So um, you want where his true catch rate is. You want to see him at, uh, you know, 70%. Or you want to see his true catch rate right around 85 mm-hmm. instead of 73. But, um, uh, you know, it's it's still too early to tell with Jerry Judy in terms of, you know, how many how, how many drops did he have, by the way? He then, That's what my problem is. Okay, eight drops, seventh in the league. Go ahead. Um, yeah, and that's being generous. There, was, there were plays I watched – Broncos games this year, unfortunately. Um, and there are games where they... For what? Fantasy purposes. <laughs> gambling. Um, <laughs> uh, there was, there was games, though, where it was a drop pass, and then they yeah. would like have it listed as like an uncatchable. Yeah. Like, they didn't list it as a drop, but it was a drop pass. Like, he could have... They could have easily gave him another, like, three or four drops in the year. Um, that's just way too much. I mean, even eight is being kind, and eight is too much. Yeah. Right. So right. that I, I do think he needs to improve on that. And it's not even that. It was like Drew Locke would put it right on him. Like easiest. It wasn't like a he had to reach, he had to go up. And he was like right it. on him and he would just he would just drop it. It was like the, the weirdest thing that you would I see. He didn't leave the league and drops like Deontay Johnson. <sighs> yeah, but he was close. <laughs> he was yeah, close. Right. Um so that is gonna have to improve at the ne- at um not the next level, but throughout his um development. Right. And hopefully we see that next next year that there's less drops from him. But let me tell you, dude, as a route runner, he might already be one of the like top ten yeah. route runners in the league. There are some routes, the game against the Falcons, where he did that stop. He went like he put yeah. his hand up and just stopped immediately, and the corner went flying ten feet into the end zone. <laughs> Everything about um, it. I think the, the hand up against, in the air like he was going yeah. deep. The dead stop. Oh yeah. It's, it's and then there's amazing. a game against Carolina where he ran a filthy route too. Yeah. Um, that turn into he's a one of, I think, like, he's probably one of the best route runners in the league. Uh, there's uh, Matt Harmon um, of Yahoo Sports in the Fantasy Footballers Draft Guide does uh, the reception perception and um, that draft guide. I don't know when it launches, but um, I like to diversify my opinions. So you can buy our stuff, you can buy their stuff, anyone. Just get yeah. as many opinions as you can to make your own decisions. But anyway, uh, Matt Harmon reception perception, and I'm excited to see what he has on the docket for Jerry Judy in terms of. Uh, his route running ability and stuff like that, but um, yeah, the fact the fact that he had 113 targets year one and 1500 air yards, he was number seventh in deep targets. Like he he was getting open, yep. and they were they were throwing the ball in his direction, and they you know his his yards per reception I believe was 16.5. So if if let's say the revolves were reversed here, let's say that Justin Jefferson went to Denver and Jerry Judy went to Minnesota. Does Jerry Judy have the Justin Jefferson season? I think it's very similar. I don't know if it's okay. going to be as good because he drops the ball more than Jefferson does. I mean, he had eight drops, so um, yeah. But you know, you drop a ball, quarterback trusts you less. You I'm drop totally two right. balls That's in a row. True. Not Drew Locke, though. <laughs> well, <laughs> just keeps going there. Didn't really have a Go choice. Go to the empty well. Um, That's true. Problems with Jerry Judy again. I I love Jerry Judy. 
he is a player that I, I loved in college. Yeah. Um, I love his route running, all right. this stuff. But another problem is Cortland Sutton's coming back. How, Fair. I didn't, I forgot. how I good forgot is Cortland Sutton going to be compared to Judy? How many targets he's going to take away? Mm-hmm. Is Are the Broncos going to throw enough so that KJ Hamler, Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton all eat? And I'm not too worried about KJ Hamler because I think Judy will have a lot more targets than him. Um, but, man, it's going to be interesting to see he's that disgusting. offense. And is Drew Locke the long-term answer? What's there? Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do they want to get Trey Lance, Fields, or Mac Jones, a quarterback in the draft? Yeah, um, do right. they wait next year, see what's available? Like, I don't think Drew Lock can the, draft Sam Howell. Unless, yeah, <laughs> I mean, unless Drew Locke has a massive, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like a Josh Allen type of rebound season, he's not definitely be for me too. not a must draft. I would say keep yep. him off your must draft list. I will not be drafting Jerry Judy um, as like a. I need to have this guy on my team. Like I was on, um, I, I Bill Belichick just released a statement about Julian Edelman, and I kind of don't want to read it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, so he's gonna be way down there. Yeah, he's probably gonna be way down there. But anyway, uh, yeah. So for me, I I think there's there's other options out there. Sure. But if Judy Judy's an eighth round pick right now, so I I don't even know that I want that. At, yeah. In the eighth round, I mean the guys around him: Devonte Parker, Jarvis Landry, Marquise Brown, Antonio Brown. James no one really good. <laughs> I know. I mean, like maybe Marquise Brown, Lavishka Chanel. I would rather. Yeah. Would so, so there's guys, but like if you're in the like like Brandon Cooks is also in that vicinity, and he's the only receiver left in Houston. Yeah. We'll see how the quarterback so, situation plays out. But uh, but for me, like like I think with Jerry Judy, he's 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 too high. First off, and you see Cortland Sutton's coming back. And he had problems with his efficiency last year in terms of he had the, he had the target share he had the air yards that's why I'm not a huge fan of the air yards stat I like looking at it when the player's good but when the player's just not playing well like 46 percent catch rate some some of that is on some of that is on the quarterback some of that is on you yeah and so uh, you can blame it all on the quarterback with the catchable target rate and say the Drew Lock blows because he does <laughs> terrible <laughs> is, yeah. You got one. You got one season without Drew Locke, Jerry Judy. If if they if they draft a quarterback or bring somebody else in, you got one season to figure it out. If you're still at fifty percent catch rate, man, I don't know. You're just not yep. going to be a good NFL wide receiver. But great route runner. He runs routes well enough. That that's that's half the battle is running good routes to get open and have the re- quarterback throw you the football. Yeah. So um, we'll we'll see with Jerry Judy, but definitely not a must draft. Uh, the next guy, Henry Ruggs. Hattie, uh, I don't want to spend a million hours on on every single one of these guys. Sure, but Ruggs, can... Ruggs was the opposite. He was bad, and he didn't have good route running. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I still, I talked, I was talking to Rick uh, the last couple of weeks, and I still believe in Henry Ruggs. I still think he's a good wide receiver. Um, he has obviously the uh, he was a hundredth percentile in his class um, speed. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, 40 yard dash. So at 4.27, he's one of the fastest guys in the NFL. I think only John Ross and Tyreek Hill had faster 40 times. Yeah, so he's he's insanely fast. He only had 43 targets last year. Uh, I want to go back to some of the advanced analytics. So he had an 81% catchable target rate. His catch rate was 60%. His true catch rate 74%. So right around that same true catch rate as Jerry Judy, which isn't that great. Uh, out of his 43 targets, he caught 26 passes. So he really didn't have too many uh, opportunities in that Raiders offense. Uh, he had 14 deep targets and 748 air yards, and he had half the air yards in like 43 targets. So you, yep. if you give him 123, he's up there with Judy and the rest of them. But yeah, he just didn't get the target share. Um, does he get the target share this year? 
I'm not sure. But what I'll say about Henry Ruggs, I think there's a lot of people in the fantasy community and dynasty community that at the time did not like Henry Ruggs in their pre-draft rankings. And Mm -hmm. I'm not going to say we were even crazy about him. I think I had him ranked fourth um, going into that draft. So, and but, but I'm about to defend him because I think a lot of people did not did not think highly of Ruggs. They thought he was a one trick pony. Mm. Um, you're just drafting. He's the next John Ross. All this stuff. Raiders took him at 12, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then a lot of people in the fans community was like, he's gonna stink. This is an awful pick. Wash. He's gonna stink. He he does not have a good rookie season statistically. Yep. And that's it. It's the end. Of, people are like, see, look, he blows. And that people have just given up on him completely. I don't think that's fair. Um, John Gruden historically has not been great with rookie wide receivers. I mean, and we can, I don't know if we'll talk about Brian Edwards, but you can make the argument with him as well. Yeah. So I do think they'll use him a little more. He's not even on the list for but, average draft position. Yeah. On, on I mean, how PC. much they're going to use him, I don't know, because the way John Gruden seems to want to yeah. use him is just as a decoy. Like, literally run straight. Yeah. And just, yep. <laughs> I mean, the there there are some good there are some good things on the stat sheet and the minimum amount of uh, uh, opportunity that he got. The fact that he had seventeen point four yards per reception, um, yeah. it is it that's pretty good. If you if you extrapolate that into a uh, into a full target share, I mean that's insane. Like he could he could put up easily put up thirteen fourteen hundred yards in a season, but it's just a question of do they get him more involved? Was this like Rick said, was this, you know, John Gruden just using him as a decoy? Yeah. Or was just was this just simply Derek Carr not feeling comfortable throwing it to Henry Ruggs yet and him just adjusting to the game? Because he really well, wasn't bad people, in, in when he got a lot of work. people a lot of people when they look at like quarterbacks, for example, coming out of college, right? They usually have you could say they can have they have marginal success year one. And and they do if if you're good year one, you usually have some fantasy output. You know what I mean? Taking sure. Justin Herbert out of the you know out of the throwing him out the window because he was an outlier. But you usually you know Joe Burrow had a couple of really good fantasy weeks and he was just streamable option. And so even Tua had like a few thirty point weeks. Right, quarterbacks like quarterbacks have good fantasy output most of the time in year one, and then you know tight ends are just oh, god awful. <laughs> you just throw them in a box and never have success year one. Uh, I can't remember who the one guy who had success year one fifteen the last fifteen years. I think it was Gronk, maybe. No, but, it wasn't even Gronk. Yeah, but anyway, it doesn't matter. It so uh, the running back position always those guys for they got they have between year one and six they have that amount of time to have success and then it's <laughs> yep. over. Um, but for the wide receiver position, sometimes it takes you know, two. Sometimes patient. it takes three years. Sometimes yeah. it takes four years. So for rugs. We didn't even see he's a he's he was the number 12 overall pick in the NFL draft last year. He had 43 targets. We cannot look at this season and go. This is a bust for Henry Ruggs because he had 43 targets. Now, the tape people can slide into the comments and say, I'm an idiot because I don't watch him on film. And I know he's not the best runner on tape. He wasn't bad. He runs though. straight. Like, it's not like he's like, runs straight very for quickly what, for what they <laughs> for what they ask him to do. He did his role. Yep. So like I don't understand yeah. that narrative. I I I think there's just a lot of people that really just didn't like him, right? And are just taking it out on the on now, it. Like he's got to take a big step this he year yeah. if he's going to do that. Now, it, what, okay, well, question. He's not a must draft, but would you take him round 15, 14 yeah, as a, as an option for Maybe. this year? 
Yeah, maybe. I, I'd see who else is available. Yeah, I mean, there's guys on this that's list. My, side. That's my tight end area. So there's guys yeah. on this list I would rather have that might be in that area. So yeah, yeah. So I I would say uh, if anything, keep an eye on him early in the season because he there really is unless they draft a wide receiver, there really is no one else there in Oakland. Or oh wow, Las Vegas is that yeah. They didn't add a receiver. Freaking said Oakland. I know they're interested. In, in they haven't Juju. added a receiver. They let Aguilar go. If they if they get a guy in the NFL draft, that changes a lot of things. So it might, but at the same time, I mean, how early? Because if they do, they might go through the same process. Like we were going through PFF, and we were going through PF. Well, see, this is the problem. They use Henry Ruggs as a decoy. So if they go out and they get a Bateman. Or they go out and they oh, get one of those see, that's, yeah. one of those first round wide receivers that aren't going in the top ten. Is it going to end up? Now I think it's dumb for them back to back. What years if they end up? What if Gruden them. puts them in the doghouse to like every other rookie receiver and they deal with what Rugs and Brian Edwards had to deal with last year? And now all of a sudden Rugs takes that next step. Yeah, maybe. So I don't know. But I, I have no idea. But uh, Rugs is not draftable. He's I actually not think draft at all. Yeah, he's not. But you know, if they don't add anyone, he's sneaky. He's sneaky. Yeah, with he Aguilar be, gone, he could be one of those deep sleepers. Yeah. Um, all right, so let's let's talk about so many really good players, and yeah, we I, have to. <laughs> this has got to speed this up. But Michael Pittman is the next guy on this list. You love Pittman. Um, I do love Pittman. Now I am. I, they re-signed Ty Hilton. There's rumors that they might be in the wide receiver market uh, in the draft. I don't know how true those those rumors are, but yeah, if they I are, I think I, it's more honestly, of a long term replacement for. Um, Hilton, because I don't think he's yeah. going to last much longer. But Pittman had some really good games over the course of the season this year and um there was well not really really good games but he had some he had some uh decent weeks that uh, that were pretty good and then he got hurt i believe for five weeks so um there was a stretch of games in the middle of the season against tennessee and green bay where he had 19 15 points and so he just there wasn't enough target share for him really um with Philip Rivers not throwing it down the field uh, pretty much ever uh, for him to have success. So he had 60 targets, The fact he catches, even had seven deep targets surprises. But true catch rate, 87%, right up there with uh, Jefferson and, and others. Yep. Um, so he had some success uh, in, in year one. I think there is some there's reason to believe that he could be good. It really just depends on uh, opportunity, I guess, going into 2021. Yeah, and how good Carson Wentz becomes. Um, I think he could be a really good sleeper. He's someone nobody really talks about. Yeah. Um, if Carson Wentz is any better than Philip Rivers was last year, then uh, Michael Pittman's going to take that jump. But now Paris Campbell coming back. I think he was injured last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and how many times are they going to throw the ball with those three running backs they have? So right. Uh, I don't know how great Michael Pittman's going to be just for this year. Mm-hmm. Um, because I don't know how many targets he's going to get. He had 61 last year. He played in 13 games. So, I mean, let's say he plays a full 16. Maybe he gets 90 targets. Yeah. I mean, that's the hope. So, it's like, I don't know. I, yeah, I, it could I, go either way. I think uh, he's a flyer, though. Late round, I would I would snag him, but I'm not going out of my way. And redraft. Okay. I like him in Dynasty. Yeah, but. definitely not a must-draft. We'll probably talk about him as the offseason goes along. Uh, Claypool. Is Claypool a must-draft right? Uh <laughs> Please say yes, because I I have him in so many dynasties. In dynasty, I like him, but is he a must draft? I don't know because he yeah. he had a monster um, breakout game, right? When he had that, what was it a thirty point week? He, did he have four touchdowns in one game? Forty two fantasy points, four touchdowns. Yep. After that week, he was good. Had another good stretch in there, but yeah. you know he he the expectation for him after that week 
was gonna was like huge, and then he was good, but he wasn't great. There's still Juju on that team. Mm-hmm. There's still Deontay Johnson on that team. Ben Roethlisberger is only getting older. They're probably gonna draft a running back. They're gonna try to run the ball this year more, um, especially if they draft a running back. That was something I think Mike Tomlin said that they need to do better at is just running the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, still, I mean that's still very solid. I see yeah. you're prorating the stats. I I did it after the the four touchdown game. That's oh, rushing yards. I'm an idiot. <laughs> what the frick is a four touchdown game? Oh, I think it was a three touchdown. Three game. touchdown game. Uh, he probably had a rushing touchdown, which he did. Yeah. Um. Anyway. But yeah, I think he's still gonna be good. But is he gonna get overvalued because of the year he had, mm-hmm. which was huge? Good for you. Usually think to that game, and he was good after that. But yeah. it was a big help. Um, is he going to get overvalued? Is he going to be one of those guys that gets um, f- flown up draft boards? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope not because if he does, I'm not going out of my way to take Chase Claypool and redraft. I like him in Dynasty so, still, but... I think the thing is is that the Raiders, the Raiders, the Steelers have been looking for that, the new Antonio Brown, the guy yeah. who can be the vert threat down the field and and also play the slot and do everything, which I think Chase Claypool can do. Um, he had 1,448 air yards, ninth overall in the NFL. So he was actually pretty good. When he Vertical hit. threat, absolutely. But yeah. With Deontay Johnson and Juju no, on the team. Uh, that's, that's what I was going to say. Is that, yeah. that is a massive concern. Now, he did all the things that he did this year with those two guys in that offense. Yeah. And, and he still he, had 109 targets. He still had 109 record. targets. What I was hoping for, freaking Juju, <laughs> is that Juju would leave and that yep. you would have Chase Claypool, Deontay Johnson wide open. Now, the question for me is, who do you think Big Ben is going to like more, Chase Claypool or Deontay Johnson? Because he he threw it to Deontay 150 times last year, and Deontay drew, led the league in drops and had the highest drop rate. So yeah. it does he switch his focus now to Chase Claypool where he's like, okay, I'm going to throw it to Chase because I like him. He's in his second year. He's a good route runner. He can do things effectively, yada, yada, yada. And he goes to Chase Claypool instead, or is it like an even split, one twenty five, one twenty five? Like, I don't think that... they just go away from Deontay Johnson, to be honest. Okay. Um, it maybe maybe it's a little less. So like he had one forty four, mm-hmm. Claypool had one hundred nine. Sure, let's say Claypool gets up to like one twenty, mm-hmm. and Deontay Johnson gets down to one thirty. But then it goes to the argument for me, where the Steelers Ben Roethlisberger had six hundred and eight attempts. The team threw the ball six hundred and fifty six times last yeah. year. I don't think they do that again i think they do it every year i know and they're still gonna see they're it's the steelers so they're gonna still throw the ball a lot but is it gonna be 656 yeah. are they gonna bring that number down i mean they had 373 carries between the running backs i think they want to get that number yeah, a little right. up i don't think it's gonna be drastic mm-hmm. but is it gonna be a big enough difference where it affects claypool it, it affects might. deontay john i mean i don't know there's just question marks for me i i yeah i don't like with Juju coming back, it definitely like puts a lid on what I think Claypool can do. 109 targets as a rookie, though, is very good. Yeah, I and, mean, that's... but that's that's the thing that makes me kind of think. Like he was a rookie, he was still learning the offense. He earned target share post post that game where he had big those big numbers. Is we when had they five rookies that had over 100 targets and one like had, he had 96. first three games of the season, week one, two, and three, when Deontay Johnson was getting 10, 11, 12 targets a game. 
Uh, he had two targets, three targets, four targets, and then he got 11 targets in that Week 5 matchup against Philadelphia where he scored three touchdowns and had a rushing touchdown and had 110 receiving yards and did all that great stuff. The weeks following that, he had four and one, and then he had nine, 13, 10, eight, nine, four, six, eight, six, and 11 in terms of target share. And taking it from that game where he started to get past that crappy one, four targets or one tar- between one and four targets a game, holy crap, pro, pro football. You what were just yelling at me. I know. <laughs> anyway, so he had 100 over the course of uh, between weeks 8 and 17, he had 134 targets, seven receptions, 864 yards, eight touchdowns over the course of that uh, stretch of games. So that's pretty good. I mean, you know, yeah. it needs to be better in terms of catch rate. He only had 52% in, in, in that department, but he had an 80% catch rate overall in the season. So there are still, there's still some things that need to connect there. Uh, there's another stat on player profiler that says unrealized air yards, which is air yards that he didn't complete. Uh, he had 920 of those, not 21 of those, which is fourth in the league. So he left a lot on the field in terms of, um, I, I'm kind of curious where Jerry Judy was on that, but anyway, um, so he left a lot on the field in terms of yardage and, and he did not with touchdowns. That's, for, that's for sure. Yeah. So, but I, I think this is what I'm saying though, is that even if you take that four touchdown game out of the conversation, uh, his total touchdowns would have been, um, seven. Is that yep. right? Yep. Or is it eight? No, he had 11 touchdowns this year, so yeah, he would have. Been. So it would have been seven touchdowns for him total on the year, and that's still that's still really good for a rookie. Yep. And and he had a 15 percent touchdown rate. Uh, so I think for me, like if he continues to get the target share in the red zone, um, he'll he'll do pretty well this year. It just it's a matter of if that happens. Yeah. Where is he going in? Um. um let me pull it up. I was I was looking the and question. then I zoinked. Is he a must draft? That uh, he's gonna be higher than that. I, I think. I could Google oh, maybe it. Not. Hold on. Where I'm in. The yeah, you got it. Oh, Michael Pittman, 10, 10 oh eight. I was trying to find him earlier. Um, Would you draft him at ten oh eight, Michael Pittman? Uh, I'd take a flyer at him. Uh, Claypool is six oh nine, pick sixty nine. So yeah, he's um, hyped up. I would actually yeah. with T Higgins or Michael Pittman. I mean, um, T Higgins or Chase Claypool. I'm sorry. Well, we're gonna talk about okay. T Higgins uh, so. next. <laughs> no. Okay. Anyway, so yeah, um, uh, I would say no at that spot. Yeah, that's a little high. We'll see. I, I think that when people start drafting, there's going to be a mass exodus on some players, and we'll see if that ends up being the the big thing is does Juju affect his value in August, and that yeah, is maybe. a real question. But I don't know. We'll see what happens. He's anyway. going to be. I mean, sixth round's not too too Must bad. Must draft, though. yes or no? I'm going to say no, but it's close. It is close. I'm not going to say no. I'm going to say no, but I still think he's draftable. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, So I'm just going to go through some of these other guys. I wish we could spend more time on them, but uh, some of the, well, there's the guys that we want to talk about. So I'm just going to throw out some other guys. Jalen Rieger, um, obviously no. No. Uh, And then I'd say Gabe Davis, you like him, but I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no too, but sneaky guy. value sleeper. Yeah. Um, And then Darnell Mooney, I really liked. And then they brought back. My other guy that I really like. And then they also signed Andy Dalton. You know what? I freaking hate the Bears. There are these teams that I always like Dallas. I'm a I'm a, I'm now a Dallas Cowboys fan because I had I had so many Cowboys over the course of my freaking fantasy career. Yeah, you've been watching now, Cowboys games for now. Like I'm just a Cowboys fan. Ten years. And now for the Bears, they got David Montgomery, one of my favorite running backs. They got freaking Darnell Mooney, and they have Allen Robinson, and they have all the good things, and they don't have a quarterback to throw them. 
football. That's been so. a Bears problem for like 50 years, though. I do. I did like Darnell Mooney, but at this point, I don't think he has any real value in fantasy this year in terms of draftable value. I mean, 13th, 14th, 15th yeah. round, would you take yeah. him? Yeah, no. maybe. Not with Andy Dalton. Van Jefferson is interesting. Um, they still have uh, the other two clowns there, right? Robert Woods and Cooper Cup. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, so. <laughs> So Van Jefferson is the third he guy is in the offense. Though, he is interesting. Stafford. If Stafford is there and they go back to throwing the football a lot, like he's a couple really going to play the Brandon Cooks role. He could play Brandon Cooks role, and that could boost his production. Yeah, um, he's probably going undrafted too. Yeah, so so he's a guy to keep an eye on. Just watch yep. as the course of the offseason goes. Like they also brought in, um, I believe that Rams team brought in a tight end, which I was really excited about. I know they they let Everett go. Oh, ever went to Seattle, so I like that. I don't know yeah. if they brought a tight end in, but we'll see. I don't think so. We'll see if their plans change. Devin Duvernay? No. No, gosh, no. KJ Hamler, you were talking about. Do you like him? Um, I would say we were already uh, concerned with Jerry Judy yeah, with the situation. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Not a bad so, player, but just so, not, not uh, fancy. Quickly, remember. there are four guys here that we're going to talk about. Mims, Ayuk, Chenault, Higgins. Okay. Uh, Denzel Mims with Zach Wilson. You you now like Denzel Mims. I never disliked him. Expen- He's always ex- been. Explain yourself. Um, I want you to pull up his player profile for me. Um, it's spinning. Okay, so concussion from just watching seven. games so again. Watch. Too. So first of all, look at his metric: six three two zero seven, and he ran a four three eight. Ridiculous. His metrics are ridiculous. Last year he was injured to start the season. Yeah. And when he came in, he played with a little bit with Sam Darnold mm-hmm. and a lot of Joe Flacco. So Joe Flacco. I don't really give him the chance. So statistically, I don't know what it's going to look like. I know he didn't have a touchdown. 45 targets, 23 receptions, 634 air yards. Kind of very similar to Ruggs. Yeah. He um, did play less games. 51% though. catch rate, uh, 88.5 oh, true that. catch rate. Yeah, that's pretty good. So. Yeah, that was pretty good. Um, catchable target rate, 57. He only had 26 catchable targets out of his 45 targets. And his target quality rating, <laughs> yeah, 3.9, ranked 104 in so, the NFL. So he he had a disgusting, right? garbage quarterback. Right. And when you watch him play, though, he's exactly what he looks like with the metrics. He's explosive. He's big. And he looks like he could be a star receiver. Not saying he is. I'm saying he has that gonna hate. natural talent, though, right? W- whether he can put it together or not, you know. Corey Davis. Um, (laughs) That's a different argument. With Zach Wilson, I do like him. Uh, I don't know how good fantasy he's going to be, though, especially for this year. Um, They have Corey Davis in there. Well, I think you look at uh, Joe Burrow, for example, Mm -hmm. and he made T. Higgins look good. Are you you saying that's what it's going to be? I'm saying that there's a chance. Join the train, bro. Come on. (laughs) If they... um, yeah. I like Mims. I do. I just okay, don't I know a, how I got a question. I got a question. Of course. If, 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 if the Raiders give Ruggs the target share, okay, okay. And, and then Denzel Mims gets the target share from Zach Wilson, who has the better target quality next year in 2021? Raiders with Ruggs or, or Denzel Mims with Zach Wilson? It might be Mims because... Rugs target quality will be a lot of downfield throws. While okay. Mims could be all over the field, but at the same time, oh, that's fair. Yeah, Wilson. Oh. Wilson likes to chuck it. <laughs> yeah, he does. So there might be some like half. bad throws to Mims yeah. too. I don't know. Man. I found Henry Rugs tenth round. Yeah, no thanks. 
that's not i mean that's just too high to me for me okay for so you said where's mims <sighs> i saw him a second ago he's here uh oh, yeah. 1304 i actually like that better than rugs to be honest I, with I, you. I agree i agree you I, got me <laughs> you got me <laughs> one board go. one board the rugs train the Mims, bro. Um, it's, uh, sorry, the Mims train. Hell, join the Rugs train. You join the Mims train. Hey, all in. <laughs> okay. Anyway, uh, th- the question is target share. Uh, yeah. I also think there's a real question of whether or not the Jets do draft a wide receiver, and that could happen. Sure. I don't know that it will. Um, Let's but, assume they don't. Is he then? <sighs> See, I think Cordy. I think. I think. I think you, you look at this list, right? Okay, so we have Ceedee Lamb, Justin Jefferson, Tier One. Can he be the A.J. Brown of the offense for Corey Davis? <laughs> yeah, right. I keep forgetting they signed Corey Davis. Yeah, they have Corey Davis. So. Anyway, quickly. Uh, C.D. Lamb, Justin Jefferson, Tier 1. Okay. And then I think uh, Pittman, Claypool, um, probably okay. like a Tier uh, a Yuck. And Higgins, probably a Tier 2. I would put... And then Judy, yeah. Ruggs, Mims, Rieger, Gabe Davis... Some of those guys, maybe Van Jefferson in that that other team. Yeah, I would rank it. Um, yeah, Jefferson Lamb. There's in no particular order, so don't be hating on me. Not in any Lord. particular order, but Jefferson Lamb definitely for me. I would actually put Ayuk three. I think. Okay, tier one or two. I was just making tiers. He's he fine. He's tier two, but he's like top of tier two for me. Um, then yeah, in that in that Ayuk tier, I think Higgins. Yeah, maybe even Chenault. Um, Claypool. Fair enough. And then, yeah, it may be Pittman, but to me, he's close to bot. Denzel Mims, though, must draft. We got to move on. Yeah, for 13th okay. round, yes. If he goes okay. any higher, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I did. I Just forgot, at that spot. I, I love that about, spot. I forgot about um, Corey Davis. And they still got Jamison Crowder, right? Yes. Yeah, there's a good chance he could be the third guy, so maybe I'm walking uh, away Crowder, from I mean, Crowder is like... I know. Who I love, but... He's kind of. He also got me on the. Looks like he's on the. So back so the question is: Does the offensive coordinator from the uh, 49ers that uh, or the uses him like Debo? Coach? No, no, no. I'm saying, I'm saying. Well, they could use him like Debo or Ayuk, but I mean, in the context to uh, does the does the new offensive coordinator for the Jets ease ease Zach Wilson yeah, in so he that he might. doesn't like chuck it? Who if do that's they have the case, James Jamison Crowder could actually be real real good in the slot. Yeah. It's just more easy. Like, do they line up Zach Wilson for some easier throws? And if that's yeah. the case, you know that that might hurt Denzel Mims to start. Uh, he Maybe. played, according to Player Profiler, he played eighty-seven slot snap uh, slot snaps, which is twenty percent of his uh, total routes and run. He plays so on the outside. He plays mostly on the outside. So anyway, uh, yeah, I, I I'm on the edge with Mims. I think he's a good sleeper if he's there. Yeah, he's and a good there other, sleeper. There aren't guys there that I like. I'll I'll take him. Ayuk is another. Uh, oh, so many really good wide receivers, and I just don't know what to do about it. Brandon Ayuk is another interesting guy. He had some really good games, and Rick was all over Ayuk. <laughs> I was for a good chunk of the season, but. Um, I remember talking. He was like, he was hyping up his really bad fantasy team in our uh, home league <laughs> <laughs> by telling me that Ayuk was like a second receiver okay, and but. he was excited. I'm like, dude, you suck. I didn't make the playoffs either, so I got nothing. But um, he got from week eight to 15, he got a target share of a number one wide receiver in the NFL through that, through, it up. through that time. He had 198 targets. Yep. 
198 targets. He was pacing out for 198 targets, 125 receptions, 1,400 yards, 13 touchdowns. Now, that is uh, wide receiver one status. Okay, He was literally – he had like an eight – it felt like a seven to eight-week stretch where he was like consistently getting like 17 fantasy points. Yeah. So with, with a backup quarterback. Ayuk was through weeks eight to 14 and a half PPR. Ayuk was the wide receiver. Where the crap is he? I feel like he would be much higher than that. Oh, he's wide receiver 21 over that stretch. He played in four games. Dude, look at, wait, go back to that. Oh, wait, he was wide receiver 21. He in played. five games. Oh, my Atlanta. Okay. <laughs> he's averaging 17, 17 points, points per but game. Average. Okay. All right, yeah, so his average was 17 points per game. Points per game. So yeah. uh, he was uh, over the course of week 8 to 15. He was the wide receiver 17, but he only played in five games. He was averaging 17 points per game. Which That's is what I'm saying. He, he was getting third highest getting that, total yeah. in front of uh, DK fake calf. Um, <laughs> okay. That's the wide receiver three. Shade thrown. <laughs> no reason. <laughs> Um, but anyway, I, I that's uh, he's really good. And the question is, does the Mac attack come to the 49ers oh, and, throw, <laughs> and throw it to, to Brandon Ayuk? I got so many nicknames lined up for Mac Jones. It's unreal. I and don't, you're gonna find I out. Don't you're gonna find have, out all of all. You're gonna find all oh, of them out gosh. over the course of the season. It's gonna be like. Dude, I hope he comes in the NFL. He just shreds it. So I can just laugh at you all. Year. I mean, hey, if he goes to the 49ers and shreds, I'm not going to be mad because I have Debo and Ayuk in like most of my leagues. Yeah, fair enough. But I'm going to have to root for so Mac Jones. So who was quarterback over that stretch of games? Was that um, it was Nick Mullins? Nick Mullins. Okay. So, so like I said, Jimmy G's probably going to start next year. We, we'll, we'll, that's safe to say. And over the course of games where uh, Ayuk was the wide receiver and Jimmy G was the starting quarterback, uh, there wasn't a lot of target share there for Ayuk. That was, they did kind of ease him in. Yeah. So, um, I mean, there's a lot of variables that you could throw at this. Ayuk could be insanely good. Ayuk could be not so good. Um, we'll have to see. I mean, it gets you excited when you look at this pace of play over the end of the season. I'll even throw in that last game where he had two targets. Did he get hurt in that game against Arizona? He did. Okay, I so I won't, I won't include that. But um, even if we back it up to the game against New England and try to try to soften it a little bit, it's week seven through fifteen. He had 184 targets, paced out to a per he also 16, had, I think extrapolated two, to a full 16 games. He had two rushing touchdowns this year too. Excuse me. Um, they use him in end arounds and stuff. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't put that as a part of his game, but <laughs> well, no, but. It just, they they like to get him. It, the it ball. adds him, it adds a little bit in there. So um, uh, I think I think he has upside. Yeah, to be really good. I'm gonna find his ADP. I would so rather have Brandon Ayuk than Chase Claypool. I think in a redraft. Wow. Okay. I, I, I mean, think look the, at the look. The quarterback situation scares the hell out of me. That that, that does scare me. That. You you. That's a valid point. Like whether it's Mac Jones or Jimmy G, it doesn't really matter. They don't have a quarterback. So like, I mean, they have a quarterback. Either one is going to be serviceable for him. But mm-hmm. do they feel comfortable targeting Ayuk? In in the San Francisco offense, we did the same thing last year with Debo. We did the same thing for Dante Pettis the year before. So how many years in a row? Dante Pettis, I, I don't think ever had. I it. know, but like, how many years in a row are we going to go? Okay, the no, San Francisco rookie wide receiver looks really freaking good, and then he just poops all over the parade. I yeah, I mean that's fair, but. Last and year, I like Ayuk. I really do. I think that that makes me sweaty. You compare him to Claypool. 602 is his draft pick. Ugh. Yeah. Why does him and Claypool have to be so high? Because they had good I don't think seasons. he's must draft at 602. See, you take Justin Jefferson away, 
and maybe C.D. Lamb. Well, you know, I'm going to keep C.D. Lamb. Take Justin Jefferson away in his ridiculous rookie season. There's so many guys that had good rookie seasons. This oh, year. no. It was a stacked class. I mean, and this and year. They're all might, wide receiver twos. We but. might see something similar this year. Maybe no, um, no Justin Jeffersons, but we might yeah, get a couple right. like Claypools and Higgins. But uh, anyway, do you like Ayuk as a must draft? I don't. I know. After all that being said, not in the not in the top of the sixth round. I just don't. I don't know. Oh, this is a lengthy one. I'm sorry, guys. Um, so Lavisca Chenault is the next guy. I will say Ayuk um, right now. I'm gonna decide. Can I? Can I get a? Can I get a rain check on this decision, or do I need to say it right now? <laughs> you gotta say it right now. Bro. Okay. Uh, must draft. Okay. I'll throw it out there. Um, so I actually. LaVisca Chenault was an intriguing prospect. Um, he has a player comp to AJ Brown, a player profiler. Okay. Oh. Um, I like that a lot. Uh, I I really like LaVisca Chenault coming into this year, and I like DJ Chark, and I think it's because Trevor Lawrence is coming to town, and he's yes. gonna he's gonna throw. He's not, he might not throw the football a lot, but um, he'll probably he'll probably. Well, let's see. We'll see. Well, I, I don't know. I don't know what I don't know what the frick they're gonna do with with Trevor Lawrence, but. I think it's a good thing for Chenault, and I think it's a good thing for Chark. Now, last year he had 79 targets, 518 air yards, 58 receptions. His catch rate, his catchable target rate was 82%. His catch rate was 73%, and his true catch rate was 89%, which is 26th in the NFL. He had five touchdowns through the air, I believe, and um, and he had 10 red zone targets, which is actually pretty good too. Big thing for him was uh, he has all of the, I guess, all of the uh, analytics to show you that besides the yards per reception, I think that was just um, them trying to yeah. not do too much. Um, but he has all the, I guess, production metrics to show you that he can be a top receiver um, in fantasy football. Six one two twenty seven. 27. I, I really like this guy. But he had he had 1.99 fantasy points per target, which I haven't brought up in the show, but um, that two is where you want to be. I can't tell if he's going to be a superstar wide receiver or if he's going to be Cordell Patterson. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> like, I, I do like Chanel, like though. right in the middle. Um, are the Jaguars going to draft a receiver? I've seen a lot of ma- mock drafts. They have, like, four picks yeah. in the first, like, 50 or something like that. They I think they have two seconds and two thirds. Uh, Chanel is 909. Oh, I like that. See, this is the difference. I I like Ayuk and Claypool yeah. more than Chenault, but at the nine oh nine versus the six oh three or whatever it is, I will take Chenault all day. And with Tre- he's going to get an upgrade at quarterback with Trevor Lawrence. If they draft someone, we'll come back to this because this is assuming they don't draft the wide receiver. Right? I think Chenault will be probably the must number draft. Nine, number nine, two nine. guy on that offense with Trevor Lawrence must draft. Yeah. Um, and then T. Higgins, we'll just say it quickly. Do you think he's a must draft next year? Um, yes, I think he's a must draft. Yes, although if they draft Jamar Chase, it's gonna it's gonna affect affect it. it's gonna change yeah. it. And we, I'm gonna say they 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 would be smart to take if they, the offensive lineman. If, if they take an offensive lineman, yeah. though, he's gonna be he could be the wide receiver three among this list. Unfortunately, we have to conclude the show and not spend more time on T. Higgins. But we got a whole off season to talk about T. Higgins. We got a rookie mock on Thursday. Don't miss it. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be fun. It's It's got real people in it, so check it out. Oh, yeah. Let's See do it. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Champions Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes and YouTube and follow us on Twitter at the FF Champs.